Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. Hey there, homies, it's Carly, and I am so glad you're here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House, where we help families create homes they live to love in. <laughs> That's fun, right? Oh man, life at the Thornock house has been exciting this last week. At the ranch, we are still waiting on well permits. The eternal well permitting process, you know, just like with any build I've ever been a part of, any home design, there's always things that take longer than you expect. And this has been one of those things, but I feel like we're on a good track and things are moving along at the ranch in general. Uh, the ranch is growing. So we have 85 families, part of the shareholder co-op right now, and things feel like they're picking up steam, which is really exciting. I am very excited to live in the middle of nowhere, but I'm most excited to live in the middle of nowhere with other people. <laughs> so that's going to be great. Oh man. So it feels like a big deal. There are 250 spots total available at the ranch for shareholders. And if you feel like this might be your kind of lifestyle to live off the grid as self-reliant as possible, then hey, come on over. Won't you be my neighbor? There's so many fascinating people that are moving out to the ranch. It's so smart, super hardworking. We have Olympians and chemical engineers turned herbalists and physicians and businessmen and women and people that don't like homesteading at all and are writers and novelists. It's so much fun. And then there's me, the house love lady, and I'm just glad to be there. But that's the update on the ranch. We are finalizing our plot, our plot plan <laughs> and figuring out where on our plot we're going to put all the things, the barn and the house and the bike track. I feel like that's going to be really necessary to just have a little a little loop that the kids can ride their bikes on. Maybe we'll do a little BMX course. I don't know, something fun like that. Maybe I can even put in a, a jogging trail. I've never done much trail running, but that might be something to get into. Who's a trail runner? Do you love it? Tell me all the things. In other news, this week at the Thornock House, we got passes to the trampoline park in town. <laughs> And I just think this is so fun and funny. I don't know why it seems so funny to me, but my kids, it's getting a little colder. I know that in the winter, we're going to need a really solid energy output. <laughs> so we decided to get passes, an annual pass to the trampoline park. We have been there. Let's see. Today I'm recording this on a Tuesday. We were there on Friday. Monday, and then they went today. So they've been every single day. And today I sent them with their babysitter. And I'm pretty sure that the employees just think she's super cute because my kids are coming home with all sorts of stuff, all sorts of free stuff. They're like, mom, we got to play at the arcade for free. I'm like, how did that work? And their babysitter's like, the guy just kept giving us tokens. They gave us fruit punch. And I was like, fruit punch. You let my children eat Red 40 Fruit Punch. She's like, I didn't mean to. I went to the bathroom and they came back and they had all sorts of Red 40 going on. So way funny. How is that to be just 
you know, young, free, single, and beautiful. You get all the free things. Anyway, I thought that was super funny. My kids are loving it. They're never going to want to go to the trampoline park with me again. They're only going to go with their, only going to want to go. There we go. With their babysitter. And that's fine with me. They're having a grand old time. This week's little lifesavers. I like to talk about the things that make life a little bit easier, a little better, a little brighter for me as a mom in the trenches. And I would love to hear these things as they come to you too, the things that you find that you just love. This week, I have loved mums. And maybe this is the wrong word. I'm not a floriculturist specialist, but these beautiful mums, like fall flowers in the big old pots, they are just making me so happy. Granted, I know that flowers cannot make me happy, but I definitely love them. And I found some red ones and they're just sitting on my windowsill and they speak life to me, especially as I'm doing dishes and looking out my window and I see these flowers and I see the blue sky and the changing colors of fall time. And man, that is so inspiring to me. Find some way to get some living plants or flowers in your house. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to our souls. At least it is for me. And if you are inclined in that direction, make it a point to treat yourself with that kindness, to bring some beauty into your home that is seasonal and that uh, is alive. Such magic there. And that brings us to what we get to talk about today, which is seasonal symbiosis. Autumn is here upon us. Fall has fallen in the Rockies and I literally love it. It's my favorite time of year. I've officially fallen for fall again. And every year it surprises me how stunningly beautiful the world becomes. The trees and the mountains and the crispiness to the air and even the football games. I just, I just really love it. And I love that my body feels different. I want to sleep more. I want to eat less smoothies slash salads and I want to eat more soups and stir fries. And I've really actually been into edamame lately. Maybe that's a seasonal thing. Is edamame like a seasonal craving that anybody shares? I hadn't thought of that before now, but definitely craving edamame for a strange reason. And I love the change of seasons primarily because of the invitations that each provides. Every different season, of course, invites different behaviors, different traditions, different ways of connecting, different ways of introspecting. But I think it's easy to overlook these invitations unless we take intentional time to behold them. With winter, I love the huga. I love getting cozy and lighting candles and reading fireplaces and heaters and big cozy socks. For me, winter means learning and planning. It's a time to slow down and assess. I love winter time. It's also a time to be bold and courageous because I love warm things. (laughs) Can you tell? Uh, But the snow invites me to experience something outside of my comfort zone and to find beauty in something that feels a little bit painful, being cold. In the spring, I feel inclined and invited to movement and growth, both personal growth and growth in the garden. 
I want to be outside. I want to be smelling things. I want to be planting seeds and preparing. I want to be experimenting and seeing what life I can create. In summer, I want to play hard. I want to work. I want to do projects and I want to go exploring. I want to take long naps. I want to stay up late. I want to watch the sunsets. I want to go running in the summer. I don't really want to go running in the winter. In fact, I definitely don't want to go running in the winter, but I love running in the summer. Isn't that funny? It's very seasonal to me. In the fall time, I feel invited to appreciate and to store and to soak up the sun just as long as I can. I like to be in attentive to the sun when it's up the whole day. Come, the sun comes up where I live about 7 a.m., goes down about 7 p.m., and I just love to be there for every minute of it. I feel definitely robbed if I don't see the sunrise, especially since it's not so early anymore, and I want to see the sunset too. Today when I was tucking my kids into bed, they looked out their window as I was closing their curtains, and the sky was this brilliant pink. I just love that, and I love how the pink cast this hue over all the red and yellow leaves on the mountain. Mm, I just love it. I love quarter four. I love that energetic push to the end. I love fresh starting. For some reason, fall feels like the fresh start to me. And maybe it's just because that's when school started growing up. Maybe, I don't know, but something about the vibrant colors, something about the sun and something about, I don't know, the moon phase, whatever it is, makes me feel like I want to start and like get really serious about what I care the most about in fall. I love it. So what is symbiosis anyway? What do I mean when I say it's time for seasonal symbiosis? Well, symbiosis is a cooperative relationship. It makes me think of like the little fishies that live on the whales and they just live together and feed each other and live this beautiful life that's connected. And that's what symbiosis means. It's living in harmony. And even more than just harmony, it's this elevated facilitation where I'm better because of this other thing. And this other thing is better because of me. And when it comes to seasonal symbiosis, the same is true. So I become better because I notice and I value the seasons. And I would like to think that because I am appreciating them, something about the seasons is more fulfilled. <laughs> why, why, why do I care? Why is it important to listen to the biorhythms of nature in the first place? Who cares? We live in a world where we don't need to do this. We can eat the same thing for breakfast all year round if we want to. We can get up at the same time. We have alarm clocks. We have lights. We have all the things we need to have the exact same routine throughout the entire course of the year. Why do we need to listen to the biorhythms of nature. Why does this matter? And again, are we right or wrong in doing this? No, I don't think so. I think you can live a lovely life without being in tune with the seasons, but something about the seasons just is so powerful to me. So is there an invitation here that we can learn from? Absolutely. And that's what we're here to talk about. What is the invitation of the seasons? We have our four pillars of intentional house design, the four categories that must be met in order for something to come into my house, the four questions that I'm asking in every room that I design. And I feel like the invitations fall perfectly into line with these four pillars when it comes to this season. So the four pillars, again, are meaning, connection, beauty, and function. 
And let's talk about these things as they relate to the change of the earth, the seasonality of life. First up, meaning. So meaning, just like in your house, can go as deep as you want to make it. You can go super symbolic. Every little thing can be super meaningful to you. And there are some days when that speaks to me. And there are some days when I just want to choose one meaningful thing and to just focus on that, make it a little bit more simple. So when it comes to meaning, don't feel like you have to do anything that I say here. It's all up to you. Uh, Change, though, the change of seasons specifically is a symbol for the change that is a deep principle of life. There's always a cycle. There's the intentional house cycle. There's biological cycles. There's earth cycles. There's friendship cycles. There's mental health cycles. There's life stage cycles. There's just all sorts of cycles. And when we appreciate the seasons, we get more in tune to cycling. And that's so important stagnation really is what produces in my mind disease and mental disconnection and ungrowth (laughs) and so if we're cycling if we're continuing to change we get familiar with change and when we embrace change we get better at it and then we can grow in different ways than what would be available to us if we weren't open to growth and cycling seasons are symbolic for our spiritual life stages. C.S. Lewis talks about in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe how the winter is representative of a time of kind of hopelessness and despair when the white witch is ruling Narnia and when Aslan is gone and people are sad. He uses winter to symbolize that. Isn't that fascinating? Not that winter is hopelessness and sadness and despair, but that it so clearly can delineate an idea and a purpose. I think that's beautiful. And spring in his books are meant to represent like birth and love and the renewal of joy and hope. Isn't that fun? So what do seasons mean to you? What in your past makes fall different from all of the other seasons? How does it feel? How does it taste? How does it smell? What are the sounds of fall? What are your fondest memories? These are the things that make fall or any season meaningful. The second pillar is connection. Each season presents different opportunities for connection, for traditions, rituals, occasions, celebrations, Uh, Each season brings us to a different point of self-reflection and connection with others. In fall time, we kind of talked about before, I love to just soak it all in. It makes me just want to produce beauty and get really intentional and, and introspective. I love that. But I have different introspective thoughts in the winter time. So maybe take a minute on your thought jots, your morning writing time, and write what this season means to you and what connection points are innate or that you want what connection points you want to take advantage of this fall. What traditions do you want to incorporate both for yourself and for your children and your family as a whole? What are the occasions that you deem worthy of celebrating? 
these are the fun things we can talk about with connection. When it comes to beauty, our third pillar, you can be using seasonal decor that highlights the natural beauty of nature. Seasons are an easy way to remind ourselves to change things up at home. And why would we do that? Well, because we get bored of looking at the same thing every day, day in, day out, year after year. But what's the impetus to change if not seasons? If not the weather, if not the colors that you see out your window? When we bring nature inside, it highlights both the beauty of nature and the beauty of home. Something about it inspires different conversations and helps us track the passage of time. And that alone is beautiful. I always like to uh, recommend that we are decorating with natural elements more than synthetic elements in our homes. That helps us keep it seasonal because if you put leaves in your house that are actually from a tree, you might get a few more bugs, but it's fine. But also they're, they're going to rot and they need to be changed right around Christmas time when you can bring in a beautiful garland. So when we use the seasonality, the, the na- natural offerings to furnish our home and spark our conversations and elicit our learning and to inspire our arts and crafts and the things that we're doing, we're going to naturally have change. We don't need all the fancy curriculums and writing prompts. We just look around and we can take in what we see. Something about that is really beautiful to me. And our fourth pillar is function. As the world cycles, we can be in touch with nature to help us perform according to the standards that we need to. And what I mean by this is there's going to be different times for production and different times for sprinting and different times for creating in efficient, effective ways. And these are often seasonal. Again, we have quarters in business and in our monetary tracking, right? There's Q1 and Q2 and Q3, and we want to keep track of our expenditures and we want to keep track of our taxes and all the things they are done by quarters and quarters are seasons. So when it comes to just like the bare bones, literal functioning and efficiency of our lives, when we, um, when we tune in and get in sync with nature, we are able to grow quicker and to move farther and to do more than we would be able to do before. It's like a natural momentum, a natural uh, introspection, both in personal, spiritual life, but also just in our production and efficacy. We know that when we are exposed to more blue light and synthetic lights, it's less good for us. Our, Our clocks, our circadian rhythms kind of get off if we have too much artificial light. So by honoring the seasons and the sun, we are more able to be healthy, And that's a big function of our lives, right? Our sleep patterns are better when we're tuned into the natural clock of the earth. So that's fun. Meaning, connection, beauty, and function. How is each season impacting your design choices and also your personal perceptions of the world? So the next step here is to talk about what we can do to get more in touch with the seasons and to reflect these changes within our homes. Sure, we can decorate with seasons of nature and we can uh, appreciate them, but truly there are four things that we can do that will bring the seasons outside, inside in a very predictable way. The first is 
witness them. Listen to nature. Look out your windows. Talk about what you see. Play I spy with your kids. Go on nature walks. Have a place in your house where you can collect things from nature and display them. Learn from the imperfect perfection of the yearly cycle and see how it applies in your house. What big deep cleaning chores do you only want to do twice a year? That's marked by, oh, got to get out the coats. The second thing we can do is invite nature inside. Literally, figuratively, symbolically, meaningfully, in whatever ways make sense to you, invite nature inside. Invite the seasons inside. The third thing we can do, decorate our tables and fill our pantries and our cupboards with seasonal goodness. We can use the seasonal bounty to decorate. It really is the best decorations. But then the fourth element here is eat it. Eat locally, eat seasonally. And the difference between a local June strawberry and a transported January strawberry is just night and day. Like once you eat a ripe strawberry off of the vine next door, you can just never eat a winter strawberry with the same amount of fervor again in your life. And that's great because eating locally and seasonally gives you time and time again excuses to get together with people that you love and to appreciate the bounty that is real life. First, it's going to be berries and then it's going to be grapes and then it's going to be peaches and then apples and then it will transform into squash and soups and Christmas and you know all the things like just give yourself that freedom to experience produce in its finest freshness and only then okay not only you know you know I'm no, I've been known to eat a strawberry in February but if you kind of cultivate your recipes and your traditions around these seasonal food items that are so naturally part of the cycle of the earth, then it is a time marker and just a reason to get together, a reason to be grateful and connect with yourself and a reason to have people over for cobbler, right? So your invitation today is this, lean into the seasons, love each season for what it is and recognize that there will always be half amazingness for every season and half awful for each season. That's just life. That's just life. So maximize the good, feel the bad, and decide for yourself how you want to experience the earth. We'll talk to you next time. And until then, go make a real big mess, hey? Bye. Do you just love this podcast? There's even more housey homey family goodness to explore over at intentionalhouse.com.